Hello everyone, welcome to the Omnibus Podcast. It's like peer pressure for your ears. My name is Luke Osterritter, I am the, um, the Master of Ceremonies, and uh, today with me I have Dennis Conley. Hey out there, <laughs> on the inner tubes. That was a great start. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's how I roll. I like to set the bar high at the beginning, and then just let everybody down for the rest of the show. Excellent. Also with me, I have Adam. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good effort at pronouncing my last name. Yeah. I, I'm I, not even going to correct you, and that was so close. I forgot to ask before we started the podcast. <laughs> it's actually better this way. I'm not even going to tell you. Let's just go on with our lives. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, if you guys haven't been listening before, that makes sense, because this is our very first show. I was wondering um, where you were going with that. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is a podcast about, it's about comics, and it's about video games, it's about TV shows and movies, and in general, it's about things that don't suck. That's why we called it Omnibus, which is Latin for all the buses. It's I true. read that. Yes. Yeah. Fact check that, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yeah, and I hope you enjoy it. We're going to start off. Uh, I hope you hate it. This is but keep listening. What wonderful chemistry. Have we mentioned have. our email address? Yeah. Our email address. <laughs> Omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Omnibus Podcast. O-M-N-I-B-U-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns? Just make sure you say it again in 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, could someone get a timer going on that? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm good. All right. Our first segment, we're going to be calling it What You've Been Doing until we uh, come up with something that's more clever. And, uh, basically, we're just going to talk about what we've been doing. Uh, Denny, I'll start with you. Alright, so what have I been doing? I've been watching The Wire to begin with. Not quite up to season five yet. And we need to figure out what we're going to do about spoilers on this little podcast of ours. That's true, you can't just, uh, not listen to the spoiler. So, I guess we got to come up with a statute of limitations. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Do we have a statute of limitations? Been out on, if it's been out on DVD for longer than a year... No, less than that. Really? So if it's a TV show and it's been out on DVD for more than six months, it's spoiler-free. It's, that's that's yeah. fair. That sounds that's fair. fair. And we'll try to give you a fair warning, I think. If we're going to yeah. say anything plot-wise, yeah. we'll try to let you know so that you can... You should install this into the show. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 Alright, so anyways, yeah. I just finished season three of The Wire. And it was... It was the hotness. I mean, it was awesome. You yeah. want to jump on Wikipedia, see if it's been six months? <laughs> it's been way, it's more, been than way more than six months, that right. show. But still, I think, that, I think that because The Wire is a show that didn't get enough... I mean, you know, it's gotten five seasons of airplay on HBO, so obviously it has an audience, but it's also Unlike the us. lowest rated show <laughs> on HBO. Is that right? Despite the fact it's one of the best reviewed shows in history. Really hard to believe. Um, Critical darling. So perhaps uh, we shouldn't tell spoilers, but should just... Uh, discuss how friggin amazing it yeah, is yeah absolutely not we'll avoid the spoilers on the wire and if you haven't seen the wire get the hell out there and steal the first season of don't the wire. stop listening to the podcast wait till that's over if it, you could somehow listen to the podcast on an ipod while you're buying the wire i like where this is that'd going. be great you should do that <laughs> so i don't know luke you watch you watch the wire as well kind of behind my shoulder as i, have, I watch it i have watched it through process uh that they call in biology osmosis um, i've been in the room when it was playing um i like it quite a bit i think it's a really great show um i'd like to see it from the beginning 
Yes. Yes, yeah. that would help. That needs a loop a lot because Luke doesn't really like television. No, uh, I don't have. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Fair enough. So I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think that the Wire does that other crime fiction doesn't do? Like say the Shield. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> Are we comparing the Wire and the Shield? Because they're two uh, opposite ends it. of the spectrum. I think the Shield's actually quite a good show too, in a lot of ways. Um, I can tell you that both of those shows depict things from a police perspective in a much more realistic way than other shows do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing that the Shield is, if you ask a cop who's retired and has been retired for quite some time, the Shield. Um, it kind of depicts what a cop would have liked to do if given the absolute freedom to do uh, whatever he was allowed within the context of his job to get things done. The Wire shows you what people are really like. Yeah. And so we think The Wire is a bit more true to life. Oh, us. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And definitely a little more fair as far as showing both sides because it's really hard to say that The Wire is a cop show. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's a crime show. There's cops really. in it, but it's more about crime. Yeah, right? absolutely. Where The Shield is just about cops who happen to also be criminals for the most part. Really, it's just Michael Chiklis running around. <laughs> being, being bald. Being absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I wouldn't want to piss Michael Chiklis off. So oh, absolutely not. Say he's... I saw Fantastic Four, and let me tell you, I'm not pissing off Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he on... Um, <laughs> Those are the only two things that I really know fences or something. Yeah, I've officially wow. used up my Michael Chiklis references for the on, <laughs> I think he was on Picket Fences, which was a TV show before your time. Oh, I, kind of year I, I have FX. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to look that up and we'll fact check, fact check, fact check the Picket Fences. I'm He's definitely now. on The Commish. I don't want to know about that. I really don't care. Okay, he wasn't on picket fences the commish so let's cut that all out that's a really lame <laughs> truncation of commissioner oh he wow. was the commissioner on the commish i believe it what do you think about uh about fx in general do you think that they might be the best not hbo yeah well here's here's um here's what is kind of said by the critics that fx is kind of the bar by which network television is now kind of I don't know, maybe that's unfair, but I think that FX is kind of challenging what a non-paid cable channel can do. And I think shows like The Shield, Rescue Me, and especially Nip Tuck have pushed the envelope in a big way. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Nip Tuck is cringeworthy. <laughs> wow. I mean, I haven't got a chance to watch Damages or Dirt yet. And Dirt didn't yeah. look like something... Here's the thing about the FX shows is that <laughs> I've loved them once I started them. I love yeah. Rescue Me. I really like The Wire, or I mean The Shield a lot, but both of them didn't look like something I would care about at yeah. all, which makes me think that maybe something like like Dirt, that the commercials don't do it for me. I have a feeling if I sit down and watch it, maybe I'd end up really enjoying it. So I'm putting some faith in FX more so yeah. than any of the other networks right now. <laughs> FX, officially endorsed by the Omnibus podcast. Yes. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Also, tell them about our tell them about our email address. <laughs> Why don't you email us at omnibuspodcast at gmail dot com? Tell us what you think about FX. Yes, and also tell us what you think about Denny's hat, which you can't see because this is a podcast. Wow, crash and burn. 
But think about what it might look like if you were looking at his hat. That's interesting. Yeah, I would like to know what kind of hat you think I'm wearing. This one in an unexpected direction. <laughs> I'm kind of interested now. I'm really this excited. Not in the show I'm notes. excited to not get this email. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the subject line be Denny's hat, if that's what you're emailing about. If you're emailing about something else, make the subject be something else, as the subject of your email is actually responding to some other aspect of the wow. show. And I'd like to take this time to sing the praises of post-production. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I have my work cut out for me. <laughs> Good luck with that. Just news, leave it all in. It'll be, like, it'll be like Conan. It's always funny when he says stuff like that. This is true. And we don't have writers either. I mean, That's true. And that, we're a lot like Conan, the more I think about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you're Irish. Wow, you're giving him hints about the hat. Just I didn't stop. mean to. I just meant to liken you to Conan, who is I, an established, well-liked that. figure. All right, so beyond watching The Wire and talking about The Shield, what the hell else am I doing? As far as reading goes, I've been reading a couple books from Avatar Publishing. Which... The Last Airbender? Exactly. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to see how many people turn the podcast <laughs> off before they really listen to hear what Avatar I'm really talking about. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, as far as comics go, I'm, I don't know, I have a lot of faith in Avatar lately. They've been putting out Black Summer, Doctor Sleepless, which I haven't read, Adam's been reading, I haven't been reading. It's nuts, it's great. It's yeah. gotten a lot better. I didn't, well, I like Warren Ellis a lot, so I had faith in the book, but the first couple issues were so just bizarre that it was hard for me to, uh, know what was gonna happen. The latest issue was great, Yeah, and I think it really... Nailed it all home, so I think it's a very good series that people should check out. So I mean, what do they what do they have over there? They have Black they have Summer, Lady Death, <laughs> Lady <laughs> Death. Which, we could always just skip over the Lady Death and talk about the other. Well, maybe that's a good thing to talk about. Do you think that the only reason we're really enjoying Avatar right now is because of uh, Warren Ellis? Well, Warren Ellis and Jamie Delano. Because he just wrote that Narcopolis book, which is also... That was very fun. I'm really looking forward to reading the second issue of that. Yeah. I mean, Warren Ellis and Garth Ennis have both been doing stuff for Avatar for a while, and I just never picked it up because it was... For Avatar? Avatar. Yeah. And, so, uh, <laughs> and I'm not really into kids' shows. <laughs> there is... Well, no. <laughs> I do like kids' shows. We'll um, get to that. Yeah. No, but... um. Yeah, I, I just haven't been picking them up for... Ever, because of the publisher. And yeah, definitely. Black Summer just looked great, so we've all read it. Yeah, it's great. Black Summer seems like that book that everybody should be reading right now. I mean, it's just so relevant and awesome. So much better than a lot of the other superhero Now we have a dehumidifier on. kicking in, so yeah, I don't I mean, know if that's going to... Well, you didn't want your podcast to be wet, did you? <laughs> I... Do not know if I wanted my podcast to be right. <laughs> well, I'll answer for you. I don't really no. know. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, Denny, anything else? No, I, I don't know. I think that's about it. I haven't really been playing too many games lately. So busy with all of my other activities. Oh, yes. Such an adult. I very much so. <laughs> yes. Congratulations on all of that. <laughs> all right, Adam, anything you have to say? I started playing World of Warcraft again. That Whoa. was an interesting decision. This could be a long conversation yeah. here. <laughs> Omnibus Podcast, the premier World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. I stopped playing World of Warcraft two years ago. Um, I played it when it first came out for four or five months. And then I just... I hit level 59. And I just kind of decided that wow, I was done. Wow, we were almost what there. A what happened? I just... There's something about... 
Was there an intervention? No, I just didn't. I liked the whole uh, leveling aspect, putting points into talents, and like learning new skills. And the fact that I was about to be done with all that, I kind of started to lose interest, which is really weird, but it's true. Well, you know, a lot of people say that the game doesn't really start till you hit, well, I guess now 70. Yeah. I don't agree with that, though. <laughs> I totally think the leveling was the best part of it. But, I mean, now, Battlegrounds have changed it a lot, I think. I oh, think absolutely. it's, a lot of it's people, much easier to have a lot of fun a lot once of you're high level now. A lot of people get to 70, and then it's Battlegrounds for the rest of their lives. Because, I mean, the season, the season arena gear, uh, you can get Season 1 now. I think they're on Season 3, actually. But you can get Season 1 gear with honor points now. So it's, it's very easy to have a pretty decent set of armor. Yeah. I played a battleground for my first time, and it was incredibly fun. It's kind of like playing, uh, I don't know, Halo, except with your friggin' World of Warcraft character, <laughs> I where you, you spent a yeah. hundred hours building this character up and like thinking about where you want to spend talent points and buying equipment, and then you get to play Capture the Flag like Halo. Imagine Halo if you were Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you actually got to spend some time refining who Master Chief was. Yeah. Yeah. Not just running Without around. reading some trashy novels you got at the right <laughs> <laughs> But it's fun, and uh, the new content is cool. What else is annoying? Uh, well, annoying it's good and beautiful. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's really, really, really weird to come back after two years and see elves running around in the Horde Lands being... Not a threat. Yeah. And paladins. Yeah, yeah and paladins. paladins. Oh, wow. yeah. You can't tell. We play the board. Yeah. There goes half the listeners. <laughs> oh, no. But maybe we should limit our World of Warcraft discussion to a minimum. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. There's um, a lot going on in that. So I did start playing that again, and it is super fun. And I am glad that I quit for two years just so that I can come back to it and enjoy it. Don't call it a comeback? Or is it okay? Can we call it that? You can call it that. Okay. No, I'm no, I'm not okay with that. Okay. I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, also have been playing friggin' Rock Band, of course. Oh yeah. Which is spectacular. Arguably the best multiplayer game ever created. Uh, I would. Uh, I think some people would say Halo. But Some people would say Halo. That's why it's arguably different. Different experience. <laughs> you got though. me. You got me there. <laughs> Rock Band is is fun because you're playing together. It's yeah. A, it's, you're together. It's a low barrier of entry. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, people that don't, people that can't handle the whole uh, 3D perspective, people who end up looking at the ceiling the whole time they're playing Halo, don't seem to have that problem with Rock Band yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Pick up an instrument and play. It's a the camera different. controls in Rock Band are spot on. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Absolutely. They, they have that nailed down. So how do you feel about the... I know you've been playing single player a lot because you're trying to beat guitar on expert. Do you feel like you're getting enough out of it playing single player? Yeah, it's it's a different... Do you feel mean, lonely? The truth of the matter is, if, if the multiplayer wasn't so freaking good, people wouldn't complain so much about how the single player isn't. Yeah. It, it would seem like a perfectly acceptable single-player experience. So, the single-player is extremely competent. It's just that the multiplayer is so awesome that it fails in comparison. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Playing single-player does not feel as fun once you've played the Band World Tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Band World Tour gets pretty hard as well. 
I mean, oh, yeah. you got to dedicate a lot of time if you want to beat that game. Yeah. As they start eliminating, being allowed to play on mediums, things like that. Train people rolling <laughs> all day long. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. I don't appreciate it. In case anybody on the internet doesn't know, that is a reference to one of the songs in Rock Band. Just helping you out there, explaining jokes. That's what we do here on, on this podcast. <laughs> they were funny until we explained them. <laughs> and that's what we do. So I'm to this podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> wow. Put that in a few more times. So what's your favorite instrument to play? I, I still like the guitar. It's fun. I it's what I'm used to and it's super fun and I like playing it. I like that rock band isn't as gruelingly hard as Guitar Hero. I know yeah, there are people who absolutely. Will be upset with me for saying that. People Not who at all. like I, to feel I, cool I agree completely. For playing Bark at the Moon on Expert. That's cool. That's cool. It's fun. Whatever. Yeah, there's something fun about a solid line that these <laughs> notes make as they scroll down and walk in the moon. Wow. And I, I really don't understand how people get that good. Yeah, I don't. Hard work and dedication. It's yeah. in America. And <laughs> <laughs> if you work hard, you can do anything. You can, we're making a podcast. Your source for political and social commentary. <laughs> I also have to, I have to mention as long as we're talking about Rock Band, that despite everyone's complaining about every single week's worth of downloadable content, there has never been another game that I've ever known of that has ever released downloadable content as continuously yeah, and as yeah, regularly absolutely. and at such high quality it's as It's been great. It's not watered down at all. They're yeah. just as difficult. Some of them are more difficult than the yeah. songs that are actually in the, the game. The is by far more difficult, I, if I am thinking correctly, than anything that's in the game. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And March has a bunch of really ridiculous metal songs coming out. I know yeah. that. And I think they're doing a great job of spreading out the kind of music that's downloadable. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the Oasis band. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Me too. It's great. And they just had the B-52 song, Rome, yeah. downloadable. We I have mean, to get you, that. That's, that's diverse. You know, you've got Queens of the Stone Age and Metallica. You've got the B-52s. You've got Oasis. You've got Rush on the other side. Yeah. You've got, you know, your friggin' Coheed and Cambria. It's very, it's very nice, diverse, downloadable yeah. content. Yeah. Also, your absolutely ridiculously bad, eighty-point downloads. But hey, that's cool. <laughs> we need those too. <laughs> so, do you think it's best game of the year? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say it is as good as any other game that was released in two thousand seven. How about a top three games of two thousand seven? I quick. think Ratchet and Clank. Whoa. Uh, the PlayStation Three for the PlayStation Three was. My well, it's, it's got there's so many good games in 2007. You got Mass Effect, you got Bioshock, you got Ratchet and Clank, you got your Rock Band. I can't even think what else came out in 2007. Halo Three. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put that oh, on that my list. Game. But. <laughs> I mean, that's a good game. Halo Three is yeah. great. Um, it's not as good as any of those. In yeah, Portal. Definitely. Wow. Portal box. Yeah. Portal is uh, it's tough because I don't really think of Portal as being its own game. That's you know? fair. I mean, it yeah. was part of the Orange Box. But it is a fantastic little game. Yeah, definitely. As so far there's, as there's a segment we could have. Should we continue now or should we wait? <laughs> Which no, segment is no, that? Do it. Yeah, go. All right, go. right now. Do it. Okay. We're we gonna do a top three games. Is Whoa. that what it sounds like? Top three top, games of the year. Top three games. Omnibus Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us what you think about our spontaneous top three list. All right. And what your top three is. Um, I'm gonna go with number three as being. Portal, and by association the rest of the orange box. Okay, I um, like that. I haven't actually played too much of Team Fortress 2. 
Um, it's a little daunting to me, I think. Uh, I, I was I was the pyro guy for a little bit, and yeah. that was fun. It was, it was madness. But I, I really like the idea of a, a, a shooter game with classes. Yeah, absolutely. How awesome is that? It's really fun. What about Call of Duty 4? Uh, more the same. Not interested. That game had the classes and leveling <laughs> up in its online campaign. Yeah, but uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> Fair enough. Go on. But yeah, Portal was amazing. It was it was one of the most unique, different experiences that I've ever played ever, let alone in 2007. All time best ending to a video game. Uh, certainly the best ending song. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with the best ending. Uh, song. That was a triumph. Yeah. I'm gonna make a note here. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do two and one. Uh, number two, I'm going to give to Bioshock, because I love killing little girls. Okay. <laughs> wow. That seems very fair to me. Uh, authorities, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. Um, no, I, I thought Bioshock was awesome. Uh, there's, I know, Denny, you haven't finished it, so I'm yeah. not going to go too far into it, even though I think that might be kind Lock of shoots Jack in the face. Wow. Lock shoots Jack in the face. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then he harvests a little girl. Yeah. Her head's in the box. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think Bioshock had one of the best narratives, one of the best twists. Um, I think it was really, really great. Uh, number one, however, and this is going to show my fanboyism just a little, I think. Don't do it. I have to. Don't I'm sorry. Don't. I'd like to apologize now. Super Mario Don't Galaxy. Do it. Come on. I love it. I love every second of it. I, okay. I like it. I respect that opinion. I do. <laughs> but it's real. Have you played through Ratchet and Clank yet? No, I haven't. You know why? Because you know, I'm, I'm a college student and I can't <laughs> afford a PlayStation 3. No, yeah. I'm very interested in, uh, in Ratchet and Clank and even Uncharted. I think yeah. these games are awesome and I want to play them. And Sony, if you're listening, I know you're not. Please. <laughs> allow you, me send to a, <laughs> you send a free... PS3 over to omnibuspodcast at gmail.com and you'll get some spots. Wow. Yeah, will we'll, we'll we ever do games. commercials for you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a deal soon. Anyway. Um, Adam, you want to go next? Uh, I think that I'm going to say my top three games are probably... I'm, I'm not going to put them in order like you did because I can't decide. But Mass We're Effect... War. Choose a side. Mass <laughs> Effect, Rock Band, Ratchet and Clank. Those are my favorite three games that came out this year that I can think of. Now, the, the sad thing is those games all came out in the second half of 2007. Yeah. So if there's something at the beginning of the year, I'm not remembering. I'm gonna yeah, feel like I think that's, that's one but. of the absurdities of making end-of-the-year, yeah. best-of-the-year lists. Yeah, you definitely. Just, you don't but Mass Effect was a great, great game that a lot of people complained about, but I think that I've never played a game that um, allows you to access the plot in a way quite the same way that Mass Effect does. I, I felt like I was really learning about the universe in a very uh, organic way. And Good, I yeah. I, really I love when video game companies don't use pesticides. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, no antibiotics, no <laughs> pesticides. Exactly. No, no growth hormone. No high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> no high fructose corn now, syrup. Um, I haven't played Mass Effect yet. Danny, I don't think you have beat I've it. played it. I haven't beat it yet. Oh, no beating? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, now, I have played uh, KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, right. I played 1 and 2. Uh, I played Jade Empire a little. Yeah. Uh, how does this game stack up with uh, those other ones? That's an interesting question. Um, they're actually quite different <laughs> in a lot of ways 
Um, the big complaints that people had about Nice Old Republic, I think people still have about Mass Effect. It has a clunky menu system. Um, I don't know. I can't remember what people complained about with Nice Old Republic. People didn't like not the, Star Warsy enough. Not Star Warsy enough. There were friggin' <laughs> lightsabers in everybody's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect uh, compares to the other two in the way that your characters are built. You, you pretty much apply points in a very similar way. Um, just like Jade Empire and I think Nice Old Republic, all your characters level up at the same rate, so you don't have to have them in your party, which I think is something that every role-playing game Absolutely. should have Absolutely. because it is stupid beyond belief when you have one character that you don't like using you leave it in your base for the whole game and then all of a sudden you have to use them and they're underpowered yeah. I hate yeah. that Absolutely. it's pointless um, what were they doing in the base sitting around eating chocolates watching TV <laughs> I, you they should have been I lifting weights I mean really come on I agree with that whole wholeheartedly and I think that'll be another podcast yeah the yeah. absurdities <laughs> of role-playing games I agree <laughs> Uh, Mass Effect is great. Rock Band, we've already discussed how friggin' fantastic it is. Um, but I'd just like to reiterate that it is a super fun game with a great range of music. And I think it, uh, especially the multiplayer mode, is just about as perfect as you could get in the type of game that it is. If you have yeah. friends and any of the systems that Rock Band has appeared on, yeah. you owe it to yourself to s- subject your friends to that. Because yeah, they will absolutely. love it. And Ratchet and Clank is so fun. It's such a great platforming game. Um, my girlfriend asked me one day, are there actually people who don't like Ratchet and & Clank? And I didn't really know what to say to that, because <laughs> it's just the kind of game that has every element of what I think a good video game should have. And when it comes right down to it, the most important thing is it's fun. There's yeah. no tedium to Ratchet & Clank whatsoever. I'm, I am really excited about Ratchet & Clank, and I, I hope I get the opportunity to play it. Yeah, I'm kind of ashamed to say that outside of a Best Buy or a Walmart. I've never touched a PlayStation 3 controller and actually actually given more than five minutes to a game, unfortunately. True story. I would never have gotten a PlayStation 3 if my Xbox 360 hadn't broken down on me, so... (laughs) So, Sony, would you please thank the hardware designers of the Xbox 360? Yes. (laughs) You certainly owe them a thank you card of some sort. (laughs) Flowers. It's the least you can do. Dennis Conner. All right. Top three. This is kind of hard for me because, like you guys were saying, most of the noteworthy games came out at the end of the year. I got most of them over the holiday, and I haven't got a chance to get through all of them yet. But And these are all leftovers from things you guys said, but I'm going to go ahead and say, in no order, also, definitely Rock Band. Wow. Love the Talk shit about out of people it. who can't commit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, don't, I, just, I don't see how you can compare so many games of so many different genres and say which one's better. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I can say which ones I like better and which one I have more fun Human with. Human society is based on arbitrary rankings and <laughs> And this is something that you just have to accept or else you'll just be ostracized. Alright, Rock Band number one, Mass Effect number two, Ratchet Clank number three. Thank you. Was right. that so hard? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. So, Rock Band, I love the hell out of it. Um... I'm going to have to go with Bioshock as well because it scares the shit out of me. Like, yeah. And it reminds me of... Uh, not that <laughs> not that uh, this game is as good as Bioshock, but it reminds me a lot of Condemned. And the, that was the first game I got for 360 and the way that that game scared the hell out of me. I loved Condemned. Yeah, I think me Condemned too. I thought it was great. Was a, Condemned was awesome. Uh, I still have nightmares. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played Condemned 2 yet. 
Is it? Is, I, it, is it, it out? I don't know if it's wow. out. Wow, I feel like fact check that somewhere, but I know that it should be out soon. I feel as though it is not out yet. Okay. All right. Good. Fact so check. Don't on feel that. bad. I don't think it is either. But yeah, that game scared me like nothing since maybe Resident Evil Two scared me. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I was like twelve. And that it wasn't point. just frightening <laughs> controls. And you don't <laughs> Looks like Condemned Two comes out mid March. Awesome. Like March twelfth. Awesome. Awesome. So. So yeah. Look out for that. So scary stuff is always great. Yeah. And for my third, I'm gonna say Mass Effect, even though I am only about an hour into that game, which is like nothing. Yeah. But I really enjoy it, and it kind of frustrated me at first because. I played Kotar, but I never beat it, and so I'm not used to the way the game works. But I'm starting to get used to it, and I really, really enjoy it. So I would yeah. say those are my three. And I'm sorry that I haven't actually beaten any of the games yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're just a total failure. I can accept that. You know what's another really good game that came out this game that came out this year was uh, Picross for the DS. Oh my God, do I love <laughs> Picross for the DS? That's a game that is easy to overlook because it's kind of small and yeah. silly, but oh man, what a great game. Let's put this out there real quick. Uh, Picross for DS, if you own a DS, um, go on your couch, find $20, and go pick this game up. Because, <laughs> um, did uh, did Planet Puzzle League come out in 2007? Uh, I think. I'll, I'll look it uh, up. Well, let's assume that it didn't. Picross for <laughs> DS is the best puzzle game of 2007 for DS. No, for any system. Yeah, yeah. I said it. Yeah, Picross, my girlfriend absolutely loves it. She's she's beat every single puzzle we have. Uh, she's downloaded um, the Nintendo Power Packs, the Mario Picross Packs. Yeah. And she's just absolutely obliterated the whole thing. It's great. It's it's probably the best $20 you could ever spend. Wow, that's a bold statement. <laughs> For a DS game. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I qualified it, don't worry. Yeah. Well done. Alright, so, what up next? Anything else you're up to, Adam? Well... I am watching television. <laughs> wow, that was intense. <laughs> best new best new show this year was Chuck. Chuck, just throwing that Man, out there. No, I I'm, really like Chuck. Chuck, what that came before Heroes? No, well, it did um, actually. It yeah. did come before Heroes. Yeah, so I definitely I think that Chuck aired that. at eight p.m. and and Heroes at nine. It's really silly. Yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, and and what a I mean what a great parody of uh, you know. All shows of that type. Yeah, definitely. I would like to check that out. Um, yeah. That's one show that actually does sort of... It's very interesting from the commercials, unlike all those FX shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind yeah, of, they did a good advertising campaign with that show. Yeah. It was really funny how... Um, it was a different kind of show. I think we talked about this whenever it came out. I'm trying mm. to remember that it wasn't a laugh-out-loud show. It's not like The Office. No one was lolling. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be... <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to continue that joke. I'm just going to go on with what I was saying. But, um, so, it's not a laugh out loud like The Office kind of show. Maybe it reminds me, it's a little more dry, like a British comedy almost. Like, it's hard to describe. Yeah. It's a different kind of funny. I think that's what makes it so good. And I think that the more you watch it, the more you realize that it's very aware of what it is and what it's doing. And it... it that sounds frightening. <laughs> I saw a movie like that. It didn't end well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw an episode of the X-Files like that. <laughs> there was a machine involved and people died. Um, yeah, Chuck was good. That's about all I had to say about it. Fair enough. 
That's the television news for this year. Chuck was television good. Television news for this year. Chuck, good. Heroes season two? Heroes season two, good. Yeah, not or bad. Or great. Not bad. Good or great. I thought it was great, but I understand people's complaints about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a hard time getting into Heroes season two. Um, it wasn't until I stopped watching it about after episode three, came in again around seven or eight, and I think it did finally hook me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did go back and rewatch the, uh, well, watch for the first time, the first eight or so episodes, and I do like it. Yeah. I think it uh, it benefits from watching all in one sitting. Absolutely. I, I, I had a very different experience because I can't remember. I had a class or something whenever it aired, so I waited until... <laughs> Benny's such an adult. He doesn't have time for television shows and video games. So I waited until there were only two episodes left, and then I went on Netflix and did the Watch It Now for the entire season and caught up just in time for this for the season finale. And watching it all in two days like that, it was amazing. And it... I, it's hard for me to imagine what people didn't like about it, but I guess the pacing would have been quite different week by week, maybe. I don't know if there were breaks in the season or not, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Alright, um, I think I'll do my What You've Been Doing now that we've digressed Good. heavily. I've been um, waiting with bated breath to know what you have been doing. My breath also really Not so bated over here. <laughs> um, well, I just went down to my local comic store. And I bought Batman, uh, The Long Halloween. Excellent. Jake's uh, <laughs> <laughs> buy me a soda. <laughs> someone owes someone a drink of some sort. You know that. But yeah, um, I haven't finished it, but uh, I think it's really great so far. Um, I've always been a Batman fan, ever since I was running around in Batman under roost. That's a disturbing image. Today. And it was just... I. I'm looking very forward to finishing it. Remember, folks, our email address is omnibuspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. If you'd like to comment on my Batman Underwears, you can email us at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Um, uh, I've also been playing uh, a game for the DS called Advanced Wars Days of Ruin. Me too. I have not played it. Um, I'm going to just sit here in the corner and be quiet. All right. Think about all Batman. Right. I'll think about Batman Hodge <laughs> since we skipped over that. So, yeah, Advanced Wars Days of Ruin. Um, I've been a fan of the series since uh, the first one on the Game Boy Advance. Yes. Um, I think this one is really, really, really great. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like how they ditched the, um, the sort of more kitty, cartoony uh, trappings of the, the first three games. And um, It's interesting that the first three games were so much more tied together than this game. Yeah, this game, the storyline, it, it sets it apart. Yeah. It's it's a completely different sort of. I mean, and yet the gameplay is still right, essentially the right. same. Yeah. Uh, the units have been streamlined a little. Um, yeah. They took out the, the spider neo tanks. Or <laughs> yeah, but they added in heavy tanks or. Yeah, there's know. there's heavy tanks and there's anti tanks and like. <laughs> I think they really thought about how to balance this yeah. game. It's 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 really good. Uh, one of my favorite units is a there's a naval unit called a carrier, which can actually make little seaplanes. They're just entirely too badass for what they are. <laughs> it's it's satisfying as all hell. But yeah, um, Advanced Wars Days of Ruin, very good. Um, that was a good uh, recommendation. Yeah, it was. <laughs> How it much was. money did they give you before this podcast? None yet. Oh, <laughs> remember, folks, omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. That's if you'd right. like to bribe us, <laughs> um, 
we won't take your bribes for anyone listening. No. But yes, we absolutely. will if you're a publisher. But no, we won't, fans. We're not going to take no, bribes. No, definitely, absolutely never send us free stuff. No, because no, don't do that. We won't enjoy it. We won't talk about it on the show. We won't recommend it. I mean, right. we've got ethics here. Oh, absolutely. But as an aside, if you want to send us free stuff, we'll probably talk about it on the show. Yeah. Right. And we probably yeah. won't we give it. We probably won't give it less that. than six out of some other number. No. Our scale basically goes from six to ten. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we find it safe that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, where were we? Go on. Yeah. What else you been doing? Um... You haven't been doing anything, have no. you? You just sit there at that computer. You know, I've been playing the WoW. Yeah. Uh, we... We'll spare you from my adventures in Azeroth on this cast. <laughs> Thank What's God. your character's name? Oh, God. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love these uh, questions. My character is Sonoma. Nice. He is a level 70 orc shaman. Nice. He got the totems. Nice. Throwing them down. So what server are you on? Uh, I don't know if I want to divulge that information yet. Oh, well, you if you sissy. email us at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com, we'll tell you what Luke's server is, so Wait, you maybe can go in and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that could be a contest. Yeah. Guess my server, and you'll win. Well, we don't have anything to give you, because no company's oh, been sending us for stuff. We have nothing. Wow. Well, uh, oh, looks like we have an email. <laughs> you are a filthy liar. <laughs> I think that's not true. G.I. Like World of Warcraft from Cleveland, Ohio writes to say, Luke, why are you level 70 shaman? Shaman is the suck. Wow. Um, if you're real, I'm really depressed that uh, our school system has failed you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this show's live. We're actually getting emails. Yeah, actually, the, the weird thing about the way we're recording this show is people on the internet can listen and respond in real time. So if I you're listening, know that. email wow. us at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. Your email might not get on the air because we are we do have a whole schedule of things we want there's, to talk about. And there's a, a very large backlog of emails just since you've said that. Absolutely. So it They're may not be in. on this podcast. But, but we will we will probably read your email over the air as long as it isn't just sex talk. Probably definitely maybe. And maybe but we'll definitely read it, it if it is yeah, sex oh, talk. Absolutely. Yeah, just maybe not on the air. Right. And maybe it will be on the air. Who knows? So try it. It depends on, you know, our mood that day. Where were we? I don't um, know. This is this is just getting ridiculous. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about. Um, this is a section in our podcast that doesn't have a name. What's your favorite superhero? Movie? Wow, you know wow. that's actually my homework assignment for the That's night. really funny. You mentioned that it is a homework. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I did not know that. Wow. People out there in podcast land, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a pop culture class, and my homework for the night is to come up with what superhero I like the best and why. Unfortunately, I didn't do my homework, so I don't have an answer. A lesson in characterization, correct? Yes. Something like that. Something There's probably those. a reason. I think my teacher just likes to goof off. Because your first homework assignment was to watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That's right, and I'm wow. glad, because, wow. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to say? What are you gonna, who's going to be your favorite superhero? See, I don't know. Um, my Steve Austin? Steve Austin? The wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> 316 Stone Cold Center Okay um, <laughs> Luke's, Luke's under pressure here Do you want to take a second and think about it And make Adam answer that question well, no, see my first This is like a double dare challenge kind of thing Throw it back at him Wow can we do that Yeah. It's, I guess we it is do, our podcast we can do anything. Uh, My first instinct was Spider-Man you know, Because yeah. 
See, the good thing about Spider-Man is that the comic is largely not about the superhero of Spider-Man. It's about the lives, the life and screw-ups of Peter Parker. You do screw up a lot. Spoiler alert, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Uh, Oh, shit. How did we forget to say that before? The limitations was definitely not up (laughs) Could you fact-check that? When did Spider-Man appear? (laughs) Um, I think we're okay. (laughs) So what's holding you back? What's holding me back? Um, I'm trying to be indie. I really uh, wanted to come up with someone who uh, maybe the rest of the class. There's like, like some cute girl in your class. You want to make her think you know about a superhero she doesn't. Uh, My yeah. favorite super character is Invincible. Cause he's from <laughs> Image Comics. Wow. Don't do that. Don't pick someone from Image I Comics. Be doing By the way, Invincible not the best superhero comic. <laughs> I, I know the they... cover says probably the best superhero comic in the universe. Not true. Yeah, I like they're Invincible, lying. don't get me wrong. Not the best. Well, they said probably. They did leave that chance for them to be wrong. Left and it's a good thing they covered their ass in that way because not so much. <laughs> I like that little... I do what I can. Yeah, you just, you just do that more often. <laughs> you, do you have a button you can hit that will yeah. repeat that sound? Because that, that's pretty hot. Got that. Got Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> um, we're trying to get that little coin noise. Yeah. Ching. That's the one. So what about you, Adam? Oh, Spider-Man. That's who oh, you would, that's your favorite, or that's who you would like to be? Which which one's the question? Uh, favorite who, who's your favorite? Who's your yeah. favorite? My favorite superhero is Spider-Man. That doesn't mean that it's my favorite superhero book right now, but my, Spider-Man's always been my favorite. Ever yeah. since I was a kid, it's what he stands for, the moral lessons in every single appearance of Spider-Man, Absolutely. how seriously he takes his responsibility to the world. Spider-Man's always been my favorite. He's great. He's a, he's a fair choice. Denny? Um, hard question. I I always like to say Jamie Madrox. My favorite, probably. For those out there not in the know, Jamie Madrox is an ex-character whose power yeah. is to create multiple copies of himself. Yeah, and he's great. He's hilarious. He always makes me laugh. There's some great serious moments. X-Factor's absolutely my favorite X-Book it has been since it was relaunched and I love it aside from him I like the Sentry a lot as well Sentry's a good character absolutely the Sentry in case anyone wants to know is a relatively new character (laughs) who has the power of a million exploding suns he's also slightly schizophrenic Adam's on the ball he's just ready to Wikipedia these uh, these characters we talk about let me let me actually pull Wikipedia up (laughs) (laughs) funny that I picked two characters who have some Pretty serious mental issues, you know. Yeah. I mean, Jamie what Madrox, does that say about you as a person? You know, I'm probably fucking crazy. I mean, if <laughs> <laughs> all right, it comes right down to it. Doesn't Spider-Man have a lot of mental issues too? I mean, depression. It's a yeah. different oh, side of the coin. But absolutely. He's certainly not the most mentally happy person. In yeah. Life. Definitely. All of us picked characters who aren't wow content, and maybe that says something about what we want in a comic book. Yeah. It isn't just, hey, I'm going to punch you because I am happy to punch you because I have superpowers. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend Kick-Ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming out soon. That book's going to be sweet. Three weeks, I... No. Is that right? I'm not sure. Did you put in the adjustments? I don't should know. should be soon anyway. Sure. <laughs> um, in case that's confusing, we work at a comic book store. Two out of the three of us. Two and the other one three. might as well. Because yes. We make fun of them. Except the they won't the pay you. <laughs> hey, we offered no. to let you make a website. <laughs> there was no money involved, but you would have got something, maybe. 
Probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, let's move on to news. Uh, Dennis, I think you had some uh, some interesting tidbits, bits of tid. I got all kinds of bits of tid, and I, I'm glad I said that correctly because <laughs> that was kind of scary. Um, we wanted to talk about DC's announcement of Trinity, and that's going to be their new weekly series for those of you who haven't heard about it following up Countdown, which followed up 52. It's going to be unrelated, not out of continuity, but not directly affecting everything everything else in the DC universe. So or not exactly a civil war. Oh, absolutely uh, not. Well, I mean, Final Crisis is going to be DC's mega series for this year. So that'll be taken big, care of that. Their big event. series event that changes everything. Characters die and then they come back. That's true. Probably. <laughs> Welcome to comics, people. But I don't know, I mean, not to digress too much with the whole Final Crisis thing, but I don't know why I'm kind of getting this weird vibe that maybe it's not going to suck. Which what? Final what? Crisis. Final Crisis is written by Grant Morrison with art by J.G. Jones. Right there you yeah. have a creative team that can actually put out a good book. I mean, if, having said that... It could that, be very awesome. Infinite Crisis, <laughs> and I'm going to piss off some comic fans right now. If you're a pissed off comic fan, you can reach us at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. Infinite Crisis was the biggest pile of suck since Suck came to Sucktown. Wow. <laughs> that was what we like to call hyperbole. Don't sugarcoat it, Adam, please. <laughs> no, I, I, I was highly disappointed by Infinite Crisis. I didn't like Infinite Crisis from the first issue. And I'll tell you why. Because it sucked. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, that makes me really not believe that Final Crisis can be good. Yeah. And I, I know that there are a lot of people who have the opposite opinions of me when it comes to which comic books were good but I think that the numbers tell the story the infamous crisis trade does not sell we cannot sell copies of that book yeah in comparison to Civil War in comparison to Civil War or even Identity Crisis Identity Crisis is great yeah um Civil War House of M which everybody hated apparently but was much better than Infinite Crisis and sells better as a trade yeah keep in mind people we know the comic book sold really well when it was coming out as single issues but when a book doesn't sell well as a trade it means people actually didn't like it yeah the trade is is when the hype you can tell whether the hype sticks or whether it was just yeah definitely absolutely because you know People are going to buy the issues to see what happens next. But once you know what happened, if you don't buy the trade, it means the story wasn't worth reading. Exactly. I think to make it clear what our problem is with stories like Infinite Crisis, I I mean, I'd like to say that I could probably speak for the three of us on this. We don't really appreciate comics that rely completely on continuity. And And I don't appreciate you for the words (laughs) in my mouth. (laughs) What's up? But I agree. (laughs) But yeah, I mean... I think that, especially with big, the big event of the year, whatever you want to call that, every the big two always have their big event of the year, and I think that those events are supposed to be, are supposed to be able to bring new readers into comics. And Civil War definitely did that. And I mean, I don't know if House of M did it as much, but people who haven't read a comic book in years and years came in and picked up Civil War and have continued to buy Marvel books since then. Yeah. And I think that DC just has a different idea of what that big event of the year is supposed to be. They want to cater to I mean, I don't want to say like the fanboy, but people who know a lot about the DC Universe. And that story, I mean, I read a lot of comics, and I always have. And stories like 
like Infinite Crisis don't really make sense to me that much yeah. because I don't care yeah. to about to remember things that happened back in the Golden Age, you know? I yeah. think in general, Marvel is much more approachable from the standpoint of someone who's not really as steeped in the mythology as the rest of us might be. I mean, DC has a few books that you can kind of jump into, like Detective Comics. Or yeah. Like, yeah. like any of the, let's say, standard heroes. Mm-hmm. But even, I mean, I love Grant Morrison, but if I were a casual comic reader coming into the store, I would not be able to read Batman right now. Because yeah. it is really, really a convoluted comic book. Full of continuity and very, very hard to follow if you're not reading it. Yeah, and without a doubt, DC's best books are the books that don't rely on continuity and even take place outside of continuity. All-Star Batman and Robin and All-Star Superman are amazing. And it's not just that they're the best books that DC are doing. They're great books. They're two of the best books being... two of the best ongoing superhero books being published right now. Yeah. (laughs) So for all that we're kind of criticizing DC Comics right now, still, All-Star Superman, one of my absolute favorite superhero books, and it's published by DC. I don't care that it's a DC or Marvel comic All-Star Superman is amazing yeah and even something like Green Arrow Year One which yeah. kind of takes place in continuity but it's in the past When I think that once you free a DC writer of the constraints of contemporary DC continuity they can do some amazing things there's some really interesting characters and yeah. they have some great stories they can tell um, I almost hesitate to bring this up but uh, speaking of freeing from continuity should we talk about uh, one more day, brand new day. <laughs> should we? Should we? Um, I guess we should. If we're gonna rip on DC, let's talk about let's talk about Marvel's big, sure, controversial. All right, let's, there. let's do it. Wow, remember that time we didn't get any free things from either DC or Marvel? <laughs> that was great. Let's talk about this because my feelings are a little different from most of the people that come into the store. I did not like one more day, but I okay, I liked one more day a lot. Until the wow, last those issue. are two completely different. <laughs> I liked I liked the first three issues quite a bit. No, I agree with that. And then the fourth completely. issue came out, and I felt like I had been cheated, like I had been robbed, like my favorite character had been fucked. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. But I stuck with the book, and I read the interviews that Joe Casada did, where he explained a little bit more about what he was trying to do, and I felt much much better. Yeah, I'll see. I had a similar experience. I, I went into one more day. Um, I thought it was amazing. It was it was like edge of your seat thrills. Like I really thought there were going to be some crazy changes to the Spider-Man universe, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I understand, and I, I also agree with you. I think Brand New Day. I think it's very good so far. I think it, yeah, it's I fun. Think that Joe Quesada was absolutely right in saying that Spider-Man could use, let's say, a change of pace. However, from a story perspective, I don't like how it was, I don't like how it happened. And I guess, I don't know, maybe the statute of limitations is enough on one more day, so maybe we shouldn't exactly say it. But then again, if you don't know, you probably don't care. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's been kind of hard to avoid hearing well, some things about Brain today. Well, let's not say what happens, but let's just, let's just say this. There's ways of doing things, like big changes in a book, that don't rely on drastically removing aspects of a character's personality. Right. And it's the kind of storytelling that I hate. 
when you say, hey, you've been reading this book for 40 years. I haven't, obviously, I'm not 40 years old, but there are, there are certainly people that come into the store <laughs> so, who have been reading Spider-Man for yep. 40 years, and now you're going to tell that person, hey, this character who you've been reading for 40 years, a good portion of that time didn't happen the way you remember it. And that's how everybody felt when they yeah. read that issue. Now, Joe Posada has said, no, that's not right. Everything happened the way it happened. It's just they don't remember it the same way. Is that how that works? That's what he says, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that actually makes a certain amount of sense to me. Those stories still happen. Everything was fine. It's just they don't remember things happening the way right. it happened. That's good. I'm okay with that. It's just ham-fisted. It was what you would call deus ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Except yeah. that's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> When people complain about Civil War and World War Hulk, they complain that the ending lacked a punch. They complain that the ending was... <laughs> Tell that to Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> that the endings of those stories were too soft, that they didn't have the big kind of event ending that they wanted, like yeah. what DC would provide in something like Infinite Crisis. I love the endings to Civil War and World War Hulk because I felt like, again, I'm going to use the word organic, but I think it's the word that applies. It's an organic ending that flows naturally from the rest of the story. Right. One More Day didn't have that. It had a ending that seemed like it just came because that was how they wanted it to end. Like, they had told this great that's, story, that is what it was. and then they were like, fuck you, you know, like, here's the <laughs> ending. And that's, that's how I felt One More Day differed from the other stories they had done recently that had been so much better. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I really thought we were going to have a fight on that one. Someone. <laughs> No, well, no, I mean, I'm with agree. you guys. Yeah. One more day ended poorly. But yeah, brand new necessary. day is spectacular. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, brand new day. It accomplished exactly what they wanted to do, which was breathe some life into the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. And they absolutely did do that because, I mean, it's a whole new ballgame now. And they can do, they have freed Spider-Man to do some more interesting things. Yeah, and I think that as far as a formatting issue, I think it's going to be great having the book come out three times a month and instead of having amazing, sensational, and Peter, what was the third one that they cut out? Was it Peter Parker's Well, the only three that they had run right then were Sensational and Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, Sensational Friendly Neighborhood. But I think that combining all the aspects of his life into one book is going to work out a lot better than just saying, you know, Amazing's about Spider-Man, Peter Parker's about Peter Parker, and whatever. Now, do you think they'll keep up with this? Or do you think that down the line they'll look at Amazing Spider-Man coming out three times a month and think, oh, we don't need to do this. It's a good question. I think um, from a financial perspective, they're making out like bandits right now. Oh. <laughs> and I think as long as the numbers stay consistent, that they should they should keep it three times a month. It's kind of like how when we were talking about Heroes, it's, it's sort of better in bursts. And yeah. I think the mm-hmm. same is true for Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I wonder if other comics will follow suit. You know, like, I wonder could they pull off three issues of Superman a month instead of having two separate Superman books and a Superman-Batman book. Yeah. You know, like, could they could they do better if they collapsed Batman into one title that came out three three books a month? So you'd have more of the story in a month instead of waiting six months to see the end of the story. Right. I don't know. I think that actually is a really good thing. Yeah. And, I mean, the 52 Countdown thing, the weekly comic that lasts a year, was an interesting idea that I think fails because of the lack of focus... Yeah, a sure. book like Amazing Spider-Man coming out three times a month works really well 
because you get the whole story in a smaller period of time so you can remember everything that's happening. You know, that's one of the reasons why I, and I think probably a lot of people now, sort of prefer to get their stories from trade paperbacks. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, for comics that I really enjoy, I will pick up the single issue because I just have to know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in general, if I'm not really willing to try something, I'll wait for the trade. And because, I mean, a story definitely holds up better if you read it all at once like that. Especially, I mean, I hate to, I don't want to say that superhero stories are different from some of the other crime fiction kind of stories and sci-fi stories, but something like A Hundred Bullets and things like that absolutely reads so much better in trades than yeah. it does in issues. And It's kind of like they deserve to be actual novels instead yeah. of just novels. But, you know, I also think that the the monthly comic format is really, really interesting and powerful. I like something about ending on that cliffhanger and making you think and, and just waiting to find out what happens. I just don't know if a book like 100 Bullets needs two months of wait in between issues. Yeah, I right. think it, that's yeah. what hurts it. If it was coming out weekly in an issue, that'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, too, that's mm. asking too much of people like oh, Brian yeah. Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. But but maybe that's what will happen with Amazing Spider-Man. You'll get the best of both worlds. You'll have yeah. Yeah. the cliffhangers each week, but you'll also have the luxury of having it come three, out, three times a month yeah. so that you get the entire story in burst. So maybe they have hit the sweet spot. Who yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens. Comic and boys, let us know how the sales go. <laughs> yeah. And I think if nothing else, what you're going to see is it's an interesting experiment to see if this can work better. And if this book will sell better as issues than as a trade on like practically everything else I mean we literally sell two or three times more copies of a Fables trade than we do a Fables issue hmm. yeah it's pretty giant yeah pretty giant same with Walking difference. Dead same with I think uh Under Bullets maybe Scalped Scalped by far yeah <laughs> um so I don't know. We'll see. I think it's yeah. interesting. I think, uh, listeners, since we don't have any forums up yet, um, yeah. hit us up on the email at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com and let us know if you like, if you have a preference between trades and monthly issues. You know, we had about it. a listener and he actually shut us off because he was sick about hearing the email address. <laughs> uh, we have an email from uh, Beth in, no, no, we don't. in Stockholm and she says, Luke, <laughs> I want to hear the email address more often. What wow. are you talking about? She is on the pulse of the podcasting world. I know. I mean, she jumped on. We. This isn't even available yet, really, <laughs> as of recording. And she just like went right there. I mean, that's from Stockholm. From Stockholm, a time traveler I from think Stockholm. It's awesome. That's amazing. Should we talk about Trinity? <laughs> oh yeah, Trinity. Um, Got about wait, that what? thing. So, we got off on this weekly so, issue. Back to comics real briefly. Um, you mean from comics to comics? Well, from the email thing. From comics to the email thing. To, to comics. These are okay. Um, 52 and Countdown were two weekly comic book series that came out for a year at a time. Countdown is almost done. And after Countdown, you're going to have Trinity, which is going to be another year-long or potentially longer, we, we assume, weekly comic book um, dealing with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. For those that aren't in the know, that is considered the trinity of DC superheroes. I did not know that. Now um, you know. Knowing's half the battle. Yeah, um, the rest, tanks and guns and stuff. It's going to be written by Kurt Busiek, who's a very, very talented writer. 
uh, with art by Mark Bagley, who's been doing the art on Ultimate Spider-Man for practically the entire run. He did a hundred yeah. and some issues, uh, the longest consecutive run on a Marvel book aside from Guru, which doesn't yeah. count because it no. shifted to <laughs> Dark Horse halfway through. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Um, I don't know if, how much you read about it, but the Mark Bagley Kurt Busiek stuff is like 12 pages of the issue with yep. a 10 page backup. And I think that is interesting. <laughs> it makes me feel really bad about the book. Yeah. But here's the thing. Good, good aspect of it comes out weekly so you're yeah. getting even though it's on 12 pages you're getting it every week instead True. of getting it once a month bad thing 12 pages and the 10 page backup by who knows who mm. yeah I'm sure they'll have good people at the beginning who are they going to have by the end we know Mark Bagley can do 12 pages a week I'll yeah. be writing the backup by the end <laughs> and no one wants that yeah well who knows maybe someone does Beth from Stockholm I don't know <laughs> um, sorry Beth hate to keep ringing you up I'm sorry you don't exist um, That's go, really ahead sad. And, uh, go ahead, Beth, and send us another email at podcast. I mean, on this podcast at wow. gmail.com. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got kind of excited about the book at the beginning when I saw the big names on the tag. I mean, I love Bagley's art. I love Ultimate Spider-Man. It's one of my favorite books. Can I just say Bagley? That sounds delicious. <laughs> wow. I'm sure wow. he'll be glad to hear that. Maybe he'll send you something for free. I hope so. <laughs> but, I mean, anyways, the... 12-page issue thing really does kind of scare me a bit, and the, the fact that I didn't, I haven't enjoyed 52 or Countdown also scares me. I'm not sure how I feel about the weekly book. I don't know. With 52, you had a lot of really good named creators working on that book, yeah. but I think it was a case of too many cooks spoiling the soup or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, it's right something right. like that. And too many broths But hey, people friggin' love 52. Yeah. This is true. Some people. It's a good number. I don't mind. People like Meet the Spartans as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's Do they? I refuse to believe I'm sorry. That, that would just be too depressing. Can we talk about um, Roy Scheider dying? Go for it. Yeah, two I'm time, not going to stop you. Two-time Oscar nominee Roy Scheider. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Best known for his role in Jaws. <laughs> Who was he in Jaws? Like the main character. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, he died apparently today. Or was yesterday. he eaten by a shark? I don't believe so. Um, but anyway, that's a shame. And I think that he's kind of been in a lot of, a lot of good movies. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be easy to overlook his death because he's not a super attractive guy anymore. Yeah. It's like oh, 75 wow. years old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so It's a shame. It's interesting. I didn't give any text messages about his death. As, Unlike as Heath Ledger. As opposed to, as opposed yeah, to this, Heath Ledger. When Heath Ledger died. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was the text message that reached everyone in the world. It's true. I'm, I'm sorry to say I was a part of that text message yeah. chain. <laughs> I check my phone. From Denny. Z-O-M-G. Heath Ledger is dead. <laughs> That's I swear I didn't say that. <laughs> it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to go to imdb.com and look at uh, some of the movies that Roy Scheider was in. You do that. Including, of course, Jaws. But he was also in uh, Naked Lunch. It's um, a good movie. He was in... All that jazz. He was in uh, Marathon Man, uh, which is also a spectacular movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was in, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. Um, and, you know. You're really honoring him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just sucks that he had to die. 
But everybody has to die, so let's uh, let's talk about other people that are dead. Wow. On Jesus. the podcast, the most existentially <laughs> thought-provoking <laughs> podcast available. Um, we know that uh, the internet is full of information, so let's look up dead people on Google. Wow. <laughs> this is a great segment. I don't like wow. it. Is this a segment, or is this cutting room floor material? I'm not sure. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> What's our next official segment? <laughs> next uh, official aside, segment. I think we're going to talk about the uh, end of the Writers Guild. Speaking of death. Actually, before that, I have um, Lost. Ah, if you guys want to touch on that. Lost and the death of scripted television. Yeah, See, still that's a pretty important death. thing. Yeah. So the death was a good transition. Yeah. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> now we don't have to <laughs> that cut That was it. so planned. <laughs> <laughs> Lost is airing. Uh, it, it'll be the third episode of the new season this week on Thursday. And I was listening to... I, did, I don't want to claim this as my thing. I was listening to NPR. And Go for I was it. listening to an analyst talking about it. So this isn't my theory. But, uh, yeah, so um, it's possible that this season of Lost could very easily decide what happens to scripted television for now. And maybe not single-handedly, but it'll certainly be a good mark of whether scripted television is going to continue to be a profitable venture for now, our television. When you say scripted television, do you mean like Fox News? <laughs> or well, um, no, I mean... There goes our Republican. More specifically, <laughs> more specifically, scripted drama and comedy. Oh, um, all right. As opposed to scripted... So, I mean, what do we think about that? Where's it going to I think go? it's interesting. I think it's really interesting. I think it's a pretty valid theory. It's yeah. hard to think of a show that's on right now that has as much mass appeal as Lost and isn't a part of reality television right. or competition television. I don't know. And sorry if I didn't explain fully. The idea is that whether or not Lost succeeds could very well decide how much money the networks are going to be willing to spend on scripted television for right. now. So... Is that to say that we don't think Lost has succeeded enough? I mean, obviously it's a huge hit. Yeah. And do you think maybe... The thing is, if people are watching right now, when there's no scripted television on practically, no new television right now because of the Writers Guild what? strike... What? There's a strike? <laughs> if Lost fails to draw in a massive amount of viewers during a time like this... That's going to say to the networks, people are more interested in reality television than they are in new scripted television. I see. So, yeah. since the networks could get by without having writers, that sort of sends a message to them that we don't need shows that are written. Right. That's it's kind of a scary funny. thought that is, <laughs> for people wow. who like scripted television, who like television, I would think. Yeah. It's interesting because a show like Lost has a certain audience and that's great but in a time when there's no scripted television it should be drawing in more viewers yeah. yeah i think it's a really interesting kind of sample show to watch this phenomenon from because it's one of those sh it's one of the few shows that really caters to both a casual tv audience and someone who watches tv like almost as if I mean, it is a form of art, you know? Yeah. Someone who's really looking for depth in their television and someone who, more of the escapist... Wants to know what's going to happen. Is, that's yeah. the cliffhanger. And I think that's kind of strange, right? Because, I mean, I think when Lost first came out, no one expected it to be oh, like, no. the mass appeal. It was definitely dismissed. Exactly. Yeah. It was supposed to be, like... I mean, they came around around the same time, I suppose, but have more of the kind of audience that Battlestar Galactica has. Yeah. Same size, same kind of people. When... 
they first created Lost, the guy, apparently, this is what I've read, the guy who greenlit the pilot and allowed the exorbitant amount of money to be spent on the pilot that was, was fired because he greenlit it. Because wow. he allowed them to spend so much money. And then it ended up being a huge success. And obviously they felt bad. But, I mean, <laughs> but he, was actually, that guy. <laughs> he was actually fired because they had spent, he had spent so much money on the pilot. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Interesting question. What does it mean that that a show like Lost is the I don't know the benchmark for future scripted television? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> kind of frightening. I mean, does it mean that? I mean, I think the season of Lost has been great so far. I don't know as far as viewers. I don't even know what it's going up against. What its big competition is, but I don't know. they moved it to a new night. Yeah, interesting move. Yeah, over to Thursdays. It's been on Wednesdays the whole time. It's been on, but I think that I mean. If for some reason it doesn't go well and scripted television gets even less money than it's getting now, does that mean that our only choices are going to be HBO and Showtime for scripted television for quality and FX? I guess they're not <laughs> they're not caving into the reality television. Well, I mean, even if they do, they have their block of scripted television at 10 p.m. on Tuesday, and that's what they do. You know, yeah, that's when yeah. their their good new shows air. So. Yeah, I I am absolutely frightened to live in a world where. My viewing choices are either The Biggest Loser or Survivor episode <laughs> four thousand or Law and Order and CSI. Oh yeah, don't ever forget about that. No, I loves me some Law and Order and CSI. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but if that was all there was, <sighs> scary thoughts. And which also brings us to another thing we we're going to talk about, which is tomorrow which will have been in the past by the time you hear this, <laughs> this is true, is the day they are voting on the proposed end to the Riders Guild strike. Yay! Woo! There is a deal on the table. Apparently the people who are negotiating it on the Riders Guild side agreed to it, and now the members all just have to vote. And if they agree, the strike is over. Excellent. They'll begin to redo television. Wow. Pretty so giant stuff. How do we feel about this? Is it a good chance that this is going to happen? Apparently, it addresses their main concerns, including online things. The only thing that's weird that I read is that for the first something like 17 days... Yeah, they can do it without paying them. Yeah, they can, they can air a show on the internet without paying a writer for 17 days. That, I think a lot of the members don't like. Yeah, that's a strange choice. But they want to do it as a promotional thing for the first 17 days, and after that, they will reimburse the writers. Now, if... I'm not mistaken, the first day of a DVD sales is by far the biggest. Right, yeah. So, wouldn't, by virtue, the same thing apply to the, the first day of property online sales? post-television <laughs> media. osmosis, and we talk about osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> On the best podcast, your premier likening media to biology podcast ever. <laughs> if you can think of a better word for what we were just talking about, email us at um, omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that might be the one too many right there. There's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's pretty giant news. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to, I mean, I don't know how great the deal is, but I'm glad that they're getting something. I mean, yeah. they really were in a tough spot there, and it sucks to have to go on strike, but they really did the right thing, and they deserve Whatever deal they get, they probably deserve even more than that. Yeah, I, I don't think there was anyone who was really on the side of the, the suits, <laughs> the except producers. maybe yeah. the other yeah. suits. <laughs> I'll be glad to see them back. Um, even though, I will say, uh, The Daily Show, Colbert Report, 
Conan. I mean, they've been doing some crazy stuff with yeah. these writers. <laughs> it's been hilarious. Yeah. Wow. That's some great stuff. I mean, It'll be good to have them back. Oh, yeah. yeah. It will. It's been a tough time for everyone. Especially us as viewers. Oh, yeah. For yeah. us. I mean, we Forget them and our families. Seasons, yeah, I mean, our I, seasons of Heroes and Lost were cut in half because of this. I mean, what the f? I understand sure. that the writers have to feed their children or whatever, <laughs> but they're destroying our way of life. <laughs> if that's wow. not terrorism, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we did a random top three. What's what's the top five? So I was gonna thing say we got to get some kind of top, top five, five today. Wow, we this is a spur of the moment. Top okay. five thing of the day. Let's do it. All right. Thing of the day. What is that? Is that the, is that top, the top five, five songs in rock band? Oh, all right. Wait, what was top it? Top five songs in rock band. Okay. Right. No order. To play, not to listen to outside of the outside of the game. All right. Okay. I'll yeah. do it. I'll go, go first. Go for it. That's right. No. Does that have to be in order? No. No. That's, well, you can if you want to. If I you mean, want to take that is America is based on arbitrary arbitrary rankings. You did already establish that, yes. But I think you can include downloadable content too, by the way. Oh, and it will. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, "When We Were Young" by The Killers. Excellent. Uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Creep by Radiohead. Buddy Holly by Weezer. And I'm going to say Wonderwall by Oasis. Wow, that was decisive. Wow, you didn't even mess good. around. No, he was see, just like, boop, 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 boop. I get things boop, done. Boop, boop. Yeah, that's not like us. Here. We're going to take a while. That's yeah. why I'm the host, and you guys are just my sidekicks. Yeah, we're going to kill you, and then you won't be on the next wow. show. Wow. <laughs> wow. I did not know we were going to do that. Wow. That I, is pretty exciting. I'm glad you mentioned that on well, the so that I can prepare. <laughs> they will include that in the director's cut. Um, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so you want to go ahead and give it a shot? Oh. Uh, yes, I will. I will say, um, my favorite, five favorite songs. Well, first of all, I have to say that I hate Coheed and Cambria, but the Coheed and Cambria song in the game is so fun to play on guitar that I actually am going to include it on my top Wow. Uh, so, Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria, I very much like. I really like, uh, Last Train to Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do. That's super, super fun. Uh, I also really like Interstate Love Song. Ice Temple with Pilots, another yeah, downloadable song. song. That was a good super, song. Super, super fun to play. Yeah. Uh, and fun to sing, by the way. In case anybody has a microphone wants to do some... Yeah. We're not we're not afraid here at the Omnibus Podcast. Sing. We'll sing. Oh, yeah. Um, but not on the cast. Only on easy mode, though. Only if the really? words are scrolling. I, I can sing on medium, but not every song. Yeah. I can't. I, I've only done it on easy so far, but it's... I don't... That's what I heard about you. hey only done it on easy. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where was I? Completely demoralized. <laughs> What'd you have? Three so far? Sorry, I had three so far. So after that, okay. Let's say I like... <laughs> I'm getting mad at Highway Star. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Um, I really like the... Um, yeah, I like the Radiohead song that's downloaded. What's Airbag? Is that the one that was? Uh, I'm not sure actually. Download? I haven't downloaded um, the Radiohead song. I didn't know they put one up. Uh, maybe. It's, I think it's Airbag. But maybe I'm on crack and it's actually something else. Iron Lung. My Iron Lung. I think it's My Iron Lung. Wouldn't that sounds right. Yeah. I think it's My Iron Lung. And that's great. And I also really like the Queen's of Stone Age songs in the game. Go with Go. Oh, yeah. So, that's yeah. Really, that's really, really, fun. really, really fun. Reminds me of Juice. So. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Juice 2. <laughs> download them on, on Xbox Live. You'll, <laughs> you'll learn to love 
that song. <laughs> oh my, you'll learn to love it. All right, so that was your five, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with... Sponsored by T-Mobile. <laughs> really? No, but I could use a new phone, and they're my carrier. <laughs> All right. go with singular, singular there. I agree completely, but uh, I'm in contract for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with CCR, Fortunate Son. Oh, that right. is a great Man, song. It's really fun. I've been playing drums, by the way. I don't know. I feel like that affects my choices. It, it really does affect everything. I, I think that means you're going to spontaneously combust sometime <laughs> very soon. And it's fun. And funny thing about Rock Band is it makes me feel like I can really play drums. <laughs> and I'm, like, ready to go out and drop $800 on a drum kit just to see if I can really play drums. Wow. On, on uh, Xbox Live, they have their little... Um, in Xbox Live this week thing. Yeah. If you go there, you can look at some of the people from the Grammys who were playing Rock Band. Did you watch this video? No, I didn't. The drummer from the Foo Fighters played Rock Band for the first time, and he tried it on easy and sucked. So they put him on expert, and he got like 92%. Wow. That's hilarious. Like, That's just awesome. like was really, really natural yeah. for him to play on expert. That's funny. Yeah. All right, so CCR, Fortunate Son. Um, also, Hannah Montana was there. Anyway, go on. Hannah Montana's the shit. But anyways, <laughs> um... I think they're called The Mother Hips, The Time We Had. That's yeah. a song that I hadn't heard before I played the game. Never even heard of the band. I don't know. Isn't yeah. that one of the, like, bonus tour songs or something? I'm not sure. Maybe. It is a good song. I don't though. know, but I really like that song, and it's really fun to drum. So, Oasis. I'm going to go with Don't Look Back in Anger. Nice. Really, really fun. I love that song. Yeah, I didn't remember this song until Adam made me go on YouTube and watch the music video. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And then I love it. <laughs> Omnibus so podcast. Three guys sitting in a room agreeing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. That song is horrible. Um, <laughs> more, you know, dramatic. That's more what you were looking yeah, for in a podcast. Yeah. So You're wrong about one more day. <laughs> You're so wrong. It's one more day was great. <laughs> the last issue was the best. The first three sucked. <laughs> I need two more songs. I'm going to go with The Killers. When you were young, when we that, were young, that might be my favorite song. I really, really like playing that song in there, because um, that's one of those songs that I can sing. I can sing it on medium because I know it so well. Like, so I can sing it. I can play it on guitar. I can play it on drums. It's really fun. I get a lot of use out of that song. And my fifth song is gonna be Aerosmith. Train. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. I can't stand playing that song. It kills yeah, say me. that with a straight face. <laughs> I dare you. Um, man, maybe Tom Sawyer. Ooh, Tom yeah. Sawyer is great. Really yeah, hard. Man. And yeah. that's what makes it so fun, you know? You really have to put some time in that song. I hate that I like playing songs I don't like. Not, yeah. No, don't get me wrong, I love Rush, so Tom Sawyer is not one of those. But yeah. I hate that, like, even like the songs Kohe. I dislike. Yeah. What about uh, Fall Out Boy? Fall Out Boy, <laughs> I actually enjoy playing on guitar, and I hate that song. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, I actually think the Coheed Cambria song that's in the game is actually a good song. Yeah, definitely. It's not just that I enjoy playing it. It's actually a good song. But then I tried listening to other stuff of theirs, and it's painful. Yeah, doesn't I know a bunch yet. of college kids are going to come into the store and kill me for saying that. But yeah, <laughs> good thing we didn't tell them. Where. <laughs> They're going to buy it, start buying Amory War somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can visit us at our webpage at omnibuscast.wordpress.com, or if you've got any questions or comments about what you heard on the show, you can email us at omnibuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, join us next week. If, you, if we don't get too many scathing emails, we will be back. Um, and if we do get scathing emails, we'll be back. Yeah, Absolutely. because we have to defend ourselves. We have oh, a right yeah. and, a, and a duty to do that. Duty. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, this is, uh, wow.
This is Luke Ostrider. Um, I'd like to thank Denny and Adam for being here with me. No problem. And we will see you next week.